Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. All right, welcome to the 31st episode of the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. We are going to address a huge question. When should you quit your job? Maybe a lot of you are tired of where you're at now, or maybe you're just thinking it's time for a change towards something that is closer to your life's purpose. Today, we have one of my favorite people here in the realm of career coaching. Her name is Clara Chorley, a career satisfaction expert who has just done so much in the realm of career guidance. It's really hard to put a specific description on Clara just because she's done so much over the course of her career. She's a career coach, consultant, professional speaker, humanitarian, entrepreneur, and self-proclaimed insatiable explorer. And she has helped many professionals land better jobs and start their businesses through one-on-one career coaching and keynote speaking. Clara has traveled through 44 countries in five continents and worked with organizations as diverse as Fortune 500's Ernst & Young and the humanitarian nonprofit Millennium Village Project in Africa. But listen, I'm really not here to be your personal Wikipedia page or anything. I mean, all you need to do is hop on Google, look up her name, and you'll see the amazing work she's done. I want to tell you why it's great to have her specifically for you career warriors. Many of you are ambitious professionals who are not worker zombies. You want to give your fullest gifts to your professional life and you want fulfillment. These are exactly the types of people Clara helps. And today she's going to be answering a question that many of us have in our minds today. When should I make the transition to my next job? Am I ready for it? Listen to this. At the end of this podcast, I'm going to let you all know how you can get to speak with Claire on the phone if you need help with career coaching. You guys, I'm hoping this episode will change your life. And I believe that when you connect with her on the phone, it really will take things up to the next level. Are you guys ready? I thought so. So let's get to it. Let's make your life even more fulfilling with our 31st episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. All right, Clara, how are you doing today? Hi, Chris. It's really, it's so good to be here with you on the different time zone that we're in. It's amazing. You can just always work it out. That's amazing. What country are you in right now? Right now I'm in Tanzania, which is East Africa, just south of Kenya. I feel like I've never spoken to you in the same location because last time we did this (laughs) podcast, you were in California and now you're in Africa. So this is just, this is just too much for me. I'll be honest. I'm confused, but I love it. (laughs) So big, big life decisions and changes. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to remind people if they didn't get the chance to listen to that second episode, but if you can just remind guests who you are and how you got into the world of career coaching, that would be lovely. Yes. Well, I went to school and I studied career coaching and then I decided I was going to do that. Not, none of that happened because that doesn't really happen for most of us. For most of us, we just sort of wake up one morning and we look around and we go, oh, oh, we're here. This feels good. This feels right. I like this. So I think over the years it was, it was in what I was doing. I mean, I, you know, like I ran a paralegal department, co-ran a paralegal department and uh, in San Francisco for a while. And I think that's where some of the coaching kind of began. And then it just, it just clarified okay. over time. And now I'm like 15 years later, yeah. it's in my bones. It's, it's always funny how we end up in like, you know, you know, you know my story a little bit, but I was in hospitality studying how to run restaurants and, and um, hotels successfully. And Somehow that turned into a resume service. I don't know how, but the customer service thing worked. So yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's funny where it takes you and it's always interesting to see how you're getting closer and closer to your core purpose here. So, um, that's what I'm so excited to talk to you about. So, you know, I think, I think for most of us, there is, there's a desire to connect with a core purpose or a core fulfillment, but most of us don't know what the heck it is. But we do know when we're getting, when we're in something that feels good. We know, mm-hmm. we know when we're touching on it, but it can be very, very hard to have a sort of definite road forwards when you're like, I don't actually know, you know, I know it's not that and I know it's not that, but, but what actually is it is a different, <laughs> yeah, anyway, I've been through lots of that. That's amazing. And I appreciate you sharing your, sharing your story 
And I kind of want to give a little bit of context for some people who may be listening to this podcast right now, because I think it's good to kind of set things up so they know why they're listening to a specific episode here. You know, what do you think some of the biggest reasons are that people are quitting their jobs nowadays? Is it is it really money? Is it about that anymore? Or is there something deeper? So apparently the number one reason people quit their jobs, and I've quit many jobs myself, so I, I understand what this is like, is, uh, is actually, I'm very experienced in job quitting. <laughs> you- and uh, not always with a with a clear plan ahead, but we'll talk about risk tolerance later. Um, the, the, actually the number one reason people quit jobs is because of, of, of actually a bad boss or, or, or their team, the the people, it's the people aspect. More people, people are likely to stay in jobs when they really like the, Mm -hmm. the relationships that are going on and they feel respected and cared about, even if the work itself isn't, you know, that exciting. So that's actually the number one reason. Um, that's the biggest yeah. because we're all very relational and, you know, if you've got a boss that reminds you of your not very nice father or, you know, your last boyfriend who, or girlfriend who didn't treat you very well, that's going to be a problem. You can't sustain that. So that's the number one reason. I mean, there's also, I mean, there's so much, right? Because there's life stages as well. Yeah. I work with a lot of people who are in their fifties and I work with people in their thirties, but, yeah. but you know, later in life, you're sort of like, Oh, I can see the end of the road here. I'm not going to live forever. And you don't know that in your twenties, right? In our twenties, we're like, I no, pretty much I'm the, I am the one who's going to live forever. So, <laughs> you know, where you're at in your life stage sort of determines uh, often how much fulfillment needs you have, you know, you're driven by different things at different life stages. Yeah. So you know, you might be building your kingdom right now, or you might be like, my kingdom's built. Now yeah. I want to give back. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's also another reason people quit. There's a lot of complicated reasons, right? Some people get burned out or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But but some people quit just because they they always think something's going to be better somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Huge. And that isn't necessarily true. So there's like a chasing of something that actually isn't isn't real. Right. Um, or an avoidance of something, you know, right. I'll quit because I, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to keep going in this. Um, and that's that's true, too. You know, quitting isn't always the best thing for everybody, really. Right. Yeah, I'm thinking a lot of the instances because I, I hop on the phone a lot of times with people who do have that grass is always greener mentality. And um, and some of it's legitimate, I know, because, you know, sometimes they may feel like their skill set or their experiences are starting to, they're starting to outgrow the current position that they're in and it's just time for a change. So we'll kind of get into that a little bit, but my kind of gut feeling is that's a somewhat legitimate reason to kind of make that change, especially if you really think your company is stopping you from growing. The grass is always greener though, isn't it? Like Absolutely. no matter what your, no matter what your situation is, so... It is, it is for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's always good for a little bit, but, but yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I mean, those are totally valid reasons. You know, I've, I've outgrown this place. Yeah. I want to simplify my life. I want to downsize my life. I, the money just isn't doing it for me anymore. I'm, I'm burned out. I'm, you know, I don't want to work for other people anymore. I want to do my own thing. Yeah. So there's lots of, yeah. And just out of curiosity, yeah. like this is almost like a side tangent question, but do you think, do you think as we age, the reasons for quitting change? Like, is there a definite reason? Is there a definite kind of shift that happens from like our thirties to our forties? What do you think? Yeah, not for everybody, but there's an art. I mean, that's sort of what I was touching Mm -hmm. on with, you know, in your twenties and your thirties, you're sort of, you're building something, right? Right. You're figuring out who you are. And you're building, you know, that's the get by the house or get the job or earn more money and get that nice car that you've been dreaming about for however many years. And then 40s, 50s, you know, your kids are grown um, for many or they're, they're, they're more independent. And, and, and there's like you can see the end of your life in some ways. And I think that, that your body starts to age, you know, your priorities shift, shift. at that time. And, um, and then you start like... Going, oh, wow, I have this finite amount of time, so what do I want to do with it? Mm-hmm. And legacy starts, and then even older, right, 50s, 60s, legacy starts to become important. Sure. And, 
um, giving back and it's like you go from kind of feeding yourself to wanting to feed others, others more. It's, it's really interesting to think about kind of people's motivations and the reason I kind of wanted to touch upon it. And I think you did such a good job is just kind of speaking to people. And I think a lot of people on this podcast are um, definitely going to be in that situation. And, you know, I'm looking at the different types of people who listen and like, these are people who want their best life. They're people who want to move towards that position that they really care about and uh, warriors. I mean, I think that name kind of speaks kind of volumes, but what are, what are these three stages of a successful career transition? Because I saw that in your blog. I think to me, it makes a lot of sense, but I think listeners should hear about the different phases of a transition to kind of uh, compartmentalize this. Yeah. And I'm, I'm idealizing when I say these three stages, this is just my, my personal experience. Sure. Um, with clients, if I think when you, when you treat it as these three stages, it can be a whole lot easier because people quit for all kinds of reasons. And, um, so the three stages, the first is preparation and we're going to go into that. So we, so we will go into that on this, on this interview. Um, but the first stage is preparation, uh, which is, yeah, not, it's not just preparing you, you know, what companies you're going to apply to, but it's, it's preparing yourself mentally. It's preparing your financial situation. It's preparing the time you're going to spend, right? There's, there's these different aspects to preparation. And also that's the stage where you're actually going, am I, do I really want to do this? Or am I just really annoyed right now <laughs> with my boss or... You know, yeah. with whatever, my my spouse is pushing me. Right. I, you know, my kids, I've got to get school. What, what is it? But so that preparation time is when you really make a decision mm-hmm. about if it's now, if it's later, or if it's never. And then the second step is action. Now that you're ready to move in a direction, that's the action steps. And, you know, you want sort of some kind of strategy, ideally, around that, or at least some consistency of 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 what you're doing you know if you send out a resume consistently if you apply to jobs that you want on a consistent basis eventually something will happen but if you're a bit stop start about it it slows things down and then the last stage is reaction which is when you start getting back a response to some of the actions that you've taken and you have to react to that so you're you know you're going okay I'm going to reply to that email I'm going to go to that interview I'm going to follow up with that person sure so those are the three stages so typically preparation happens maybe once and is a little bit adjusted but action reaction you're you're you go you dance with you dance until until yeah until you get that job that you want i think that's a good that's a good question to ask people it's kind of like sort of what stage are you in and um and i think like you said earlier just making sure that it was you're not overcomplicating it. You're just keeping it really simple. So always a good thing to do. Yeah. It's like, know your own readiness level. Cause I know, I mean, I've quit, I've quit jobs that I remember quitting my first job when I was about 19 and it was very reactionary. Yeah. I overheard my boss saying I wasn't very good at grammar and, and writing. And I was in a, I was a secretary at the time. So I just decided that was it. I wasn't appreciated. And I, was, I, was there. And I wrote in this very dramatic letter that said something about that was the straw that broke the camel's back, but I don't oh. think I actually told him what it was. And then I went back and visited him about three years later and asked him if he'd give me some money for fundraising, I was raising funds for some kind of charity. But, um, yeah, that was quite a reactionary. I wasn't, I hadn't prepared that one at all. Yeah. What was your first, it was, you were 19. I mean, come on, it's, these are the things you learn. And, um, I think that's so funny. I'm trying to think if I had any instances like that. I think the first time I quit, like this is my serious uh, position I had right out of college. And I was, I put actually a lot of thought into it because I would have these long drives from New York all the way to, um, east of long Island. And, um, it just, I would just sit in my car and just in silence and think if this is like kind of the right move for me to quit and leave my job. And I'm always wondering if like, there's a right amount of time to give yourself to make a decision like this, you know? Yes, there is. Is, is there, could you, there definitely is. So firstly, um, you were thoughtful about that process, which is helpful. I wasn't thoughtful and trust me, it's got nothing to do with age. Haven't you been watching the YouTube videos? Like there are guys and they're like waving up this sign, like to hell with you or whatever to their boss or, 
you know, doing things in the office and filming themselves before they quit. And uh. like, there's really, people get very reactionary and very angry and, yeah. and, you know, quitting your job is very dramatic and great in the moment. But um, there is, there is an ideal amount of time and the ideal amount of time is, is very personal and you know that you've spent enough time on it because your head and your heart and your gut are on board. Doesn't mean you're not afraid. Okay. Doesn't mean you're not freaked out. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're not in doubt. But your head goes, yep, this makes sense. Your heart's like, oh, okay, I'm like, I'm being pulled somewhere here. This feels good. And your gut, quietly, because your gut's ne- rarely loud unless you've been ignoring it a long time. Mm-hmm. But your gut is like, mm-hmm, I'm scared, but I'm a yes. And that's when you know you're ready, really. Not that there's any perfect time because none of us do anything perfectly. Yeah. Wow. So glad you touched upon that because I think it's, I, I'm, I believe the same exact thing. Like the emotions, yes, listen to them, but also the logic behind it. You got to look at both. You got to marry both. And um, I, I think that's such good insight that you bring because it's going to be encouraging for a lot of people who maybe are just using their emotions and no logic to kind of see the other side of it and maybe vice versa. So I think that's great. What I want to do is launch into kind of the heart of this podcast, which is actually helping people to make that decision. And uh, Claire and I actually had a, had a conversation before this podcast and kind of were brainstorming, you know, our conversation and what to say. And one thing that we did kind of bring up is we want to make a disclaimer here. And that's the fact that we don't want this to be this one size fits all cookie cutter answer for you. Like we don't want to be like, okay, if this, then quit your job. Or if that, then don't quit your job. But what we really want this next part of the discussion to be is really an opportunity to maybe change your perspective or open up your perspective and inspire you with some confidence if the time is right for you. So we, we don't want a hundred managers and angry HR directors coming at us angry and, um, with pitchforks, as I put it earlier. Um, but really, it's up to you to make the decision. And hopefully this next part of the conversation can can really inspire you. So I see Clara laughing on the other end. So <laughs> I mean, you're you're pretty no pitchforks. No, you're you're far away. You're in Africa. So you have I don't know. You're yeah, pretty I'm far safe. away from most of these people. I'm in Austin. Unless somebody comes on safari to Tanzania, they want to see the Serengeti and then they might track me down. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll open it up here. First, when is when is really not a good time to say I'm going to quit? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the big one, isn't it? When you're when you know you're angry or you're depressed or, you, you know, you're in you're in you're in one emotion more than others <laughs> or you're swirling back and forth and, yeah. you know, you're not at your best. Um, although I will say sometimes for some people just reacting and quitting is, is, a uh, is really the best thing that they can do. Mm. Um, you know, if you've got, if you've got other people, I think one of the important questions to ask yourself is what or who am I responsible for? What or who am I responsible for? You know, if you've got a massive debt and you don't function very well with a massive debt, you might want to consider that before you quit, as in get another job first. Sure. If you've got, you know, 15 children all under the age of six, which would be impressive. Mm-hmm. Or you've got um, a stay-at-home partner who doesn't want to work, or, you know, you've got, like, what are you responsible for, really? A lot of people these days have, have debt. You know, they have car payments and house payments and Waterbed school. payments and, and, mm-hmm. and stereo payments and school payments. And I mean, it's, it's, it's extraordinary. So part of it is like your own relationship with um, risk and, and, and debt and your partner and, you know, and, and really evaluating all of those in a fair way. If it's just you, it's, I mean, you know, I up and came to Africa eight months ago because it's just me. It's, it's a totally different, it's a totally different game. So another thing about, um, the, the good, the good time to make a decision is one thing that that's really important to, to, to bear in mind is quitting is easy. It's very, very easy to quit. And it's actually quite a lot of fun. <laughs> Love it. 
And after you've quit, unless, unless after you've quit, you're, you know, you're all set up financially and most of us, most of us aren't. Um, remember, there is going to be a period of time where you're going to have to do some work to get the next job or to start the business, right? Whatever you choose to bring mm-hmm. income in. And when you move into that stage, it's going to feel fun and sort of cool in the beginning. And then you're going to hit resistance because everybody hits resistance. On the way to something new, we all deal with resistance. And resistance shows up multiple ways, right? Potato chips, whiskey in the middle of the afternoon, uh, oh Netflix, Facebook, shopping. It's so real for all of us. We're all doing it. I've experienced it. every single one of the things you've just listed. Yeah. Right. Me too. <laughs> me too. But this is why cell phones were invented, right? I mean, they're just like perfect little addiction stations that keep yep. us off what we're meant to be doing. Yep. And that's going to happen. That's going to happen. Um, and finding a job rarely happens when you exactly want it. It's a, it's a, it's a longer game. So, so just, you know, Bear that in mind if you're thinking about quitting. Like you, you want to also be ready for, okay, the schlepping that's going to happen because you're not going to enjoy it. Nobody enjoys looking for a job. They might enjoy the occasional interview or the response to a, you know, hey, we want to bring you in for a second interview. But for the most part, nobody enjoys this whole thing. And you got to be ready for that. You really do. Yeah. I mean, who wants to write their resume? Not a lot of people. It's, it's really painful. That's where you come in. That's where I come in. <laughs> Do I, do I like writing resumes? Sure. More than, more than writing my own. Let's put it that way. But it's, you are right. It's not fun. And that resistance is real. It's reality. So one thing to watch out for. Yeah. Watch out for mm-hmm. it. Cloak and dagger resistance. Mm-hmm. Those are some good considerations to make and perfect segue into the four change pillars. But if you could talk about that and um, specifically what they are, I think that would help people make their decision a little bit easier. Okay, so these all come under the um, the, the preparation part of the three stages. So preparation, action, reaction. All of this is part of preparation. And there are four pillars that you want that I think it's helpful to look at as part of your preparation. I'm also going to just reinforce what you said about everybody has a unique situation. I'm going to be generalizing. And for those who actually jump on a call with me, we can talk more about your unique concerns, um, life situation, financial situation. Like we can go into those unique areas more so on a, on a, on a one-on-one exploration call. But for this, mm. we're going to be generalizing because these are patterns I've seen most, you know, a lot of people deal with. So, the, the, first, the first change pillar is money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all have a bit of a wonky relationship with money, don't we? You know, for most of, for most of us, there's, we've all got some kind of, oh, yes, I remember hearing my parents argue about that. Or we didn't have enough growing up. Or we had too much, but I didn't get any of it. You know, it's like the, the, the relationship with money for the majority of us is, is a bit, yeah, it's a bit banana shaped, isn't it? Sure. It's tough to talk about too sometimes. So it's kind of almost like taboo. Ugh. And there's that. <laughs> there's that, right? And, and you know, a lot of people get into enormous debt because they want to present themselves as financially wealthy in some ways and they're not, you know? So then, so, 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 so the money piece is, is a really important one. Um, you want to sort of be aware of your own relationship with money and whether you feel like you live in an abundant universe or you live in a universe that's scarce and isn't going to meet your needs. Um, but there has to be with any area where you have an emotional charge that a tactical, practical aspect can be very, very helpful because you can't argue with numbers. So if you're saying to yourself, God, I want to quit, but I can't because of the money. Okay, well, what does that mean? What exactly is that conversation going on in your head? Right. What do you be? I don't understand that personally because if I quit a job, I'm I'm not going to quit without another job in place. And if I've got another job in place, why am I worrying about money? So, unless you want to go from you know being CEO to being teaching English, right? 
you're going to have a mm -hmm. that might be a money concern because your career is the career you're choosing is going to be less. So it's really important to sort of look at exactly what your numbers are because the numbers don't lie. How much do I have? How much do I have in savings? How much do I need? Give yourself at least assume you know six to twelve months to find a job. That's I mean that's a really long game. Um, right. I've seen it happen. Four four months is probably the minimum. And some people get very lucky. Um, but if you give yourself a wider window, if you can, you know, you can sort of evaluate around that. So money fears aside, it's, it's an area where you want to look really tactically at your financial situation and go, okay, because there are people out there, and I'm looking forward to being one of them. But there are people out there who actually have plenty of money and they don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, or they do worry about it. Like they've got plenty of money, but they're like, they're always feeling like they don't actually have any money. Yeah. But they do. Yeah. I, that's, a, that's a great place to be. So you want to check your, <laughs> check your reality on it. Um, and including looking at like, what are you, where are you spending? Where can you stop yeah. spending? Do you really need Hulu and Netflix <laughs> and DSTV? Really? Yeah. You know, these sort of places where you can, most of us can look in our lives and go, okay. Yeah, I mean, I have to really be. You say that. the job search isn't fun, like true, but maybe this is a great opportunity. I really believe a great opportunity to learn, to look at your own specific situation and professional and personal development and say, how can I grow? How can I learn? So you already touched upon, like, hey, maybe it's time I look at my budget and see where I can actually cut down and. Maybe I'll take that with me into my next job and help me to grow, you know, personally. So, yeah, it's not all roses, but you're also you're also furthering your yourself for for your benefit. Yeah, I worked with a client um, who's actually in his early sixties, and he, interestingly, VP finance guy for years, decades, and uh, um good asset and high earner, like a lot of money, enormous house, you know, I mean, like had all the trimmings, like three cars and, you know, um, and had just got completely burned out in his life and wasn't, I like, just wasn't feeling any kind of fulfillment. Hadn't actually had an addiction kicking in partly because he was so unhappy and that's how he was coping. Yeah. Um, anyway, mm. he finally decided he wanted to face his addiction and in doing so, which was alcohol and in doing so, he also had to face what he'd been avoiding, which was how much he hated his job. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, the series of events, he ended up losing that job soon afterwards and um, came to terms with the fact that what he actually wanted was to downsize this house, get rid of two of the cars and just not carry all this, this stuff around with him, nor have to work so hard yep. for so much money to support a life like that. Yeah. And we really had to spend time on that, Chris, because underneath all of that, <laughs> which sounds like a rational decision, but he had these fears that he would lose credibility and he would be seen as a loser by his friends and his family. Mm. So he really struggled to let himself even have what it was that he really wanted, which was an easier, more peaceful life that he'd certainly earned by that point. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of us get caught up in like, oh, I need to be... I mean, it took me God, 30 years to come to Africa. We get caught up in these ideas of who we should be and the job yeah. we should have and how we need to look to friends and family or the world or society at large instead of just honoring like who we are in our own hearts. That's amazing. I Like how what people think about us, like almost like those ego based things and comparing ourselves to others, which I, I can get. I can see the utility of it, but I can see also how it can be too much and how it can really be like this irrational thing that's holding you back and it really shouldn't. So is that one of the, is that one of the pillars or does this fall in? Cause I, I think that's so important. Well, yeah, I think it comes under pillar number three, which is the mental preparedness piece. Cool. It's also emotional. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a big one for a lot of people, actually. Mm. A lot of, a lot of people like, how, how do you even, who the heck am I anyway? <laughs> no, I've been being this person yeah. for such a long time. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, for me, letting go of, of, of like the, the, oh, I've got it all together. I've got this corporate identity. Mm. I'm running this business. I'm traveling all over the world and just sort of going, yeah, okay. So those are actions that I'm doing, but that's not actually who I am. And I do have my own struggles 
And yeah, it's a glamorous looking life, but try living it. Mm-hmm. And and really, you know, what I'm most proud of is I'm following my heart. I'm following my gut. Yeah. I'm, I'm leading a life that, life that feels very purposeful. But I had to let go of a lot of that persona of looking perfect, um, d- needing approval, needing to be liked, yeah. afraid that if I followed my heart, I would lose everything, um, which was kind of true. But the everything that I lost didn't really matter that much anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think... It's a very, it's just a very personal journey we're all on. Yeah. Amazing. So let's talk about the second pillar, which I'm writing these down right now. So I hope you see me taking notes, but yeah. What, what is that second one? Is it, is it more or impactful than money or is it, or is it different? It's another biggie. It's another one people say all the time. I don't have the time to get a new job. It's time. Time. I don't have the time. I don't have the time. I don't have time. You know, one of my favorite responses, I wish I'd come up with this, but I didn't. You have exactly the same amount of time as President Obama did, as Oprah Winfrey has. You have exactly, we all have exactly the same amount of time. What are we doing with it? Mm. It's prioritizing. It's how do you prioritize your time? So what I'm hearing, if you're telling me I don't have the time for a job, is I'm hearing it's not important enough yet. Ah. And you may need to get really honest with yourself about that because if it's not important enough, put it down. Like don't, you know, don't try and make it super important if it's not super important. If other things are, are more important to you, then that's, that's fine. Like, that's fine. Don't judge it. But yeah, your relationship with time is, is big. I always I'm- say if you can find an hour a week, you've got time. Okay. That's, that's a really good assessment. And if you like, once again, personal development growth, maybe this is an opportunity to learn time management or the opportunity to say, Hey, I'm going to schedule that one hour. Like you're talking about and put it in my Gmail calendar and actually focus on switching to that task of being in the job search. So yeah, I mean, anyone can take an hour of the week. So. so it makes a difference. Yeah. So a few a few years ago, I went back to England for Christmas and my mum fell down the stairs, which, you know, that was, I mean, and I was standing there. I couldn't stop it. It was, it was oh. the strangest, most heartbreaking experience. It was just, it was awful. Oh no. Um, 35 stairs head first. Oh, anyway, God. she was fine. But, but before that happened, I, I was, I was quite busy. I was quite busy and important. You know, I had a lot going on because I. Don't go back to England, but once a year. And, um, but the second that happened, what happened? She became my priority. And because she was my priority, all the other things that, that were so busy and important, just sort of like all of a sudden they weren't. And, and, and my life adjusted around that. It was Everything fine. Was fine. Yeah, it was only for a few days afterwards. But um, I think it's, and it would be the same for every single person. I mean, not every single person. Okay, there's some people that, that that wouldn't apply to. But for most of us, you know, something happens to somebody we love, for example, we change our priorities around. So can you love yourself enough to make yourself that priority? Yeah. And for some, for some, that's really, it's really hard to do, especially for people who are givers, the givers, the givers, the people pleasers, the, you know, in that kind of, um, that's a, that's a road to burnout. Yeah. Yeah. Can Mm. you love yourself enough to make yourself a priority? Because life is not that long, really. Mm. It's really not. Good cap on time. So what's number three, Clara? Number three is mental preparedness. <clears throat> so mindset. Mm. The third is, is, is your mindset. Let's take one example of mindset. You're, you're going to deal with rejection. Oh, yeah. Are you ready for that? Because it's going to happen. In, in fact, worse than rejection, you're going to get crickets. I mean, more and more companies now are like, listen, don't expect to hear back from us unless you're shortlisted, you know, like that's where it's got to, because, you know, the average amount of resumes for your corporate job is what, 120 resumes. They can't get back to everybody. And now it's online. People are so lazy, right? They're just like, I'll just send my resume and I'm not even going to bother to write a cover letter. So companies are like inundated with just complete overwhelm on all of this. So... Yeah. Your readiness to befriend rejection is part of your mindset. 
readiness. Okay. Your willingness to tolerate days where there are, and maybe a week or two or three, where there is absolutely, you can't see any progress. You know? Oh, yeah. Like those dead zones. They're the worst. That's where people get really demoralized and you can't allow it to happen because it's, like, yeah. it's part of the game. Uh, acknowledgement of your own nervousness and fears, like that's part of mental preparedness. They're telling themselves. So here's what happens is we, we say, I don't have time. But what we mean is, I don't, I feel too fragile for this. I don't know if I can handle what it's going to take. I don't have the money. But actually what you're saying is, I don't believe that I can do it. I don't even know if I believe it can get any better. You know, like we say these things, but but there's, there's usually a deeper truth, you know, like the heart's going, move on, find somewhere else, go where you want to go. And then you've got to deal with all your baggage, right? All your, oh my gosh, yeah, what's going to happen to me if I actually do this? And then what if I fail? Or even worse, what if I succeed? Oh my goodness. And it's so, it's so across the board. I mean, we're all dealing with some version of it and it doesn't matter how successful you get. It doesn't matter. I mean, I've worked with founders of huge companies, CEOs, the top fortune, like 50 companies, and people who are, who are nowhere near that. You know, they're in the training room or they're the computer guys. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's a human thing. So whatever you're feeling, if you're really afraid of rejection, trust me, so is the CEO. Everybody is. Everybody is. Like, we all are. Nobody wants rejection. Nobody feels good about being rejected. So the, so the part of the, the, the third pillar, which is this mindset readiness, is going, I'm going to be rejected and it's going to suck. But so is everybody else in this dance and I'm not going to let it get me down because the thing that's standing between me and what I really want is maybe this rejection thing and I can't let that win. I can't afford to let that win anymore. So part of mental preparedness is also the readiness to befriend rejection. It's being ready mm. for rejection. I think it, it, it can be a lot harder when you're like, oh, I wasn't expecting it. Just know it's part of the deal. Like you're, not, you're probably not going to be that exception to the rule where you apply for the first job and you get it. That's probably not going to be you. You might want it, but it's unlikely. So the more you can be like, okay, the rejection, the rejection, the rejection, the rejection. I don't like it. I hate it. It really hurts. I'd rather I wasn't dealing with it, but okay. I'm preparing myself in my mind and in my heart to deal with that. And then you can, and then you're more likely to be able to go, okay, all right. I know what the war is going to look like. I'm still going to step into it. God, I love that. That one to me, I think spoke like resonated with me the most. Cause I feel like for me, that was the most difficult part in my job search. Cause I mean, I was, I mean, I, I quit, I started my own business, uh, which is very similar and you can apply these principles to being an entrepreneur and starting your business as well. But I mean, for me, that is, that is so powerful and it, it is, it is a part of what kind of was holding me back. It's like, am I prepared for this? Am I prepared to take how, how tough and challenging those rejections could be? So I'm glad you touched upon that. I'm, I'm really glad, especially with that third pillar. Anything else with that? that you can think of? I think just, you know, all of this is worth, your life is worth a deeper, deeper uh, exploration. So if you're saying to yourself, I'm just not ready, I'm just not ready, I'm just not ready, sit and answer the question, why am I not ready? Why am I not ready? Why am I not ready? Really, why am I not ready? Um, and, and, and go into that, really go into that for yourself. You know, it took me 30 years to get to Africa. I said that a minute ago, but I'm saying it again because my, even though my feet have been either in England or in California mostly or America, my heart needed to be here and I would come and then I would go back. And, and when I went back, it was like a heartbreak every time. And it was the strangest thing. I still can't explain it, but to actually have it take that long to come here is quite striking. And I'm somebody who takes a lot of risks, you know, I quit jobs and I uh -huh. move forwards and I do all this stuff. But um, <laughs> sometimes the things that we want the most are the things that we put off the longest because of our fears and our doubts and who we think we should be and so on and so forth. But that's actually where 
the most joy is. I mean, I'm in Africa. It's crazy over here. You know, it's like nothing I imagined, but, but my heart is steady and my feet are happy. And I know I'm in the right place. I know with absolute certainty to my bones that I'm in the right place. And that is, yeah. an, that, is a, that is a priceless feeling. I mean, you can't, you can't pay for that. No nice sporty car is going to, to create that feeling. No big house is going to create that feeling. No great suit and tie is going to create that feeling. And no, I mean, nothing creates that feeling than, than, than alignment with your soul, yeah. um, which I know is going, is going deeper. Yeah, but, no, that's, that's amazing. Know, if you've got a group of people that follow you that want fulfillment fulfillment comes at a price. It just comes at a price. Um, and it invites us to be very resilient and yeah. And not get knocked down by our fears of being rejected, for example, which is hard. It's easier said than done, but it's doable. I mean, you guys yeah. are warriors, right? We're talking to warriors here. <laughs> so they, they can do bold. it. Bold, yeah. bold warriors. Yeah. It's doable. Yeah. It's totally doable. I can do it. Anyone can do it. Honestly. Mm, love it thank you for the inspiration and honestly i know we're not done here but just i'm already quite blown away how very deep and philosophical we've gotten from a leading question such as when should you quit your job you know this has turned into something way more than what i expected and, and i think that's amazing so thank you for that mm, um let's let's do that last pillar here and then we'll we'll kind of wrap it up here and we'll talk about how people can get in touch with you for that phone call Okay. So the last pillar is your strategy. It's your strategy. And um, especially for people who are more on the emotional, the feeling side of things like me, um, it can be very, very helpful to have a strategy and it's, it doesn't come naturally to a lot of us. You know, some, some people listening are going to be like, the strategy is the easy part. I'm going to schedule that I do this at this particular time. I'm going to identify mm-hmm. 20 organizations. I'm going to identify mm-hmm. 20 hiring managers. I'm going to reach out on Wednesday evenings between six and nine. I'm, you know, I, I'm, I know yeah. how to research, right? All of that stuff, right? But for many of us, we just, we don't really know how to do that. And that's where getting some support can be very, very helpful. Part of the strategy mm-hmm. is getting your resume done by Let's Eat Grandma, right? Um, it's a vital part, cover letters and, and, and resumes. Mm-hmm. So that if you've got some of that feeling of, I just don't know what to do, then trust that you may not know quite what to do and knowing what to do, because it is a formula. It's not, it's not rocket science, but it is a formula, right. but knowing what to do will help you. Now, of course, yes. once you know what to do, then you've got to come back to your mental strategy, your, your mental piece, right? Because you're like, okay, now I know what to do. Now I'm just scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm resistant. No, exactly. And, uh, but yeah, that's the fourth pillar, your strategy. Cool. It covers it so brilliantly. And I think it's good to plan and to get the strategy down. But at the same time, like there are some people out there who just get their strategy down. So say they'll rework their resume a million times, um, but they're not applying, they're not taking action. And I mean, come on, like you got to look at the other pillars and see what's holding you back. So I would say that all four of these cover pretty much most of what people need to consider when making that leap and, and actually take action on. So Thank you for coming up with those. That's brilliant. Like that is so good and such a good way to give people a new perspective. So, so thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Clara, any final words of advice for people who are looking for better opportunities in 2019? Expect it to suck. <laughs> expect the process to suck. <laughs> Just expect that. Not the result. Okay. The result's going to be great, but expect the process to suck, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, small, be consistent real. steps. Yep. Be real with yourself about it. Then you, you know, you're more buffered. Small, consistent steps are better than no steps. That's why I say an hour a week. If you can do an hour a week, great. You're in motion. Mm-hmm. And stay, stay tuned in to the long game. You know, because in a year's time, if you don't do anything about this, you're just going to be more fed up, more resentful, more apathetic, probably more angry, 
And you're definitely going to be older. So thinking forwards, you know, where's my life going to be in a year? And is that where I want it to be? And can I really tolerate this any longer? Um, I think can be quite a motivator for people to, uh, to, to make a change that they really want to make. And my final advice is go for it. You know, we're way too, we, we're way yeah. too scared in life. You know, we worry about things that never happen and, and, and keep ourselves yeah. swirling around in, in, in stuff that's incredibly comfortable and, and, and often quite dull. And, you know, adventures and risk are really where we come alive and we get to sort of touch in on, on who we really are and what we're capable of. And that's where our confidence raises and, and, uh, yeah. and we start to feel um, better, you know better in life, more fulfilled. So I, yeah, go for it. And if you can't go for it on your own, get some support to go for it because it's worth it. It's really worth it. Claire Chorley, you've been absolutely amazing. And I just, first of all, want to say that I love the insight in depth you really bring to the conversation. Like you don't just answer the questions, like you go into specific details and it almost gets very like spiritual here because I feel like so many of these questions are very deeply tied to kind of, it's very personal in a way. So, um, and I love the musicality in your voice. I don't know if I've ever told you that, but it is my favorite thing about this. I think it just turns out so well in a podcast setting. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you. No, you have never told me that. You yes. never told me that. Yes. You know, we all have these depths and we all have these challenges. So I'm, I'm happy you were yeah. open to to exploring them and hearing about them. Well, I want to hear um, typically who are the clients you serve and how we can get on the phone with you for this phone call. Yeah. So pretty much anybody who feels um, like they're really, they're either ready or they're on the cusp of um, being ready and they just want a little bit of a push over Mm -hmm. Um, those people ready to change your job or change your career. So you want help clarifying what your career is, or you just want to get out of the job that you're in. Or maybe, you know, this is something I, I meant to bring up, actually. Or maybe you you want help dealing with some difficult people where you are, dealing with some challenges where you are. You're like, if I could just solve that one thing, like I worked with a client who wanted to get a raise and didn't have the courage to ask for it, so she was thinking of quitting. Oh. I mean, that was that was very real the situation, you know, yeah. or another client that didn't, couldn't set boundaries and was overworked and in the end set boundaries and stayed with the company. So, good, good. you know, you'd be, you'd be people who are ready to sort of make it really ready to, to make a change are the ones that it, you're going to get an enormous amount of value getting on, getting on a call with me mm. or even ready to overcome some of their own fears. Um, cause obviously I, I work with the whole human being, you know, I can do the career strategy, but I think the emotional mental side of it is, uh, is very real. It's very alive for, for clients that I work with. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's probably the descriptor men, women, corporate world, or just business world want to start a business, but, but really want to make that change and make it get, get brave enough and get tactical around it. Great. And I actually have the answer of how they can logistically get on this call. Um, so I'll, I'll speak to that. But uh, first, can you tell us what we're going to get when we get on the phone with you? Yes, 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 yes. So firstly, I love that we can offer this, Chris, because my favorite thing to do is actually to have conversations with people. Email is fine and sending them a PDF or a book is fine, <laughs> but a real live conversation, you are going to get so much listening so much listening mm. and so many good questions. And because of that, you're going to find yourself finding your own answers. Cause I don't know what your answers are, but I do know how to help you find them inside yourself. So I love having that opportunity with people. Um, so they're going to get that. They're going to get a, a level of attention and, and, you know, customized to their unique situation. You don't get on a call with me and I go, right, let me give you your 10 steps that you're going to take that everybody's <laughs> taking. no, <laughs> By the end of the call, you'll have um, not only more clarity, and, and usually people say they leave with more ease, more confidence, more readiness, mm. um, more belief in themselves. But you'll also leave with an action step. I'll make sure there's one action step. Um, you will have the opportunity to work with me if it's something that, you, that you're drawn to. And we'll mm. both know by the end of the time together, you know, whether we're a match or not. 
And I'm also going to give everybody the, um, the six-part email, which includes the four pillars and the three stages so that they can, you know, anybody that signs up for a call will automatically get it. They will get a PDF of that so they can go back and reference it. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really, I would, yes. Yes, call me, talk to me. If you're, if you're energetic and you're ready, call me and talk to me. If you're sluggish and, you know, ah, you don't really know, I, then I'm not going to be a match for you. <laughs> but if you just want support getting, you know, past that finish line, um, I'm, I'm, a good, I'm a good partner for that. Warriors, people, people who are active, want to take action. Like, I think you're speaking to the right audience here. And guys, what I'm going to do is I'm going to drop a link in the description of this podcast. So check that out. It's going to be at the very top of the description and at the very bottom. So that link is going to have Claire's calendar. This is her personal calendar. And to be honest, this is quite an amazing situation. And I think we're all really lucky to be able to have this opportunity here. Don't don't miss out on it. And I'm sure Clara's calendar is not completely open. So I would try to kind of nab the opportunity. So if you're driving, go home, park, schedule this call, and um, you're not going to miss out. I just want to add one thing. Don't worry that I'm in East Africa. I don't want anybody to worry about that. It doesn't matter where in the world you are. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll work out the, the, the scheduler will work with the time zone. And if you have a problem, you know, just drop me an email and we'll figure it out. Everything is figure outable. Yes. Folio says. Yes. Yeah. So don't, don't worry about that. We just do Skype or zoom or something. Yeah. Claire and I actually, we're doing this podcast right now overseas. Like she's, she's over in Africa. I'm here in Texas and we are practically face to face here with our Skype looking at each other and creating this podcast. So it's beautiful what technology can do. I think it's, it's wonderful. Clara, thank you for coming on here. I think you've been an absolutely magnificent guest and thank you for bringing all the insights and sharing with people kind of what they need to start thinking about as they're looking to leave their job or not leave. So thank you once again and have a great rest of your day. You too. Thanks, Chris. Cool. All right, guys, this wraps up the 31st episode of the Career Warrior podcast. Hit that subscribe button if you have not already because we have plenty of other great content. Claire was our second podcast episode and she was our 31st. So you'll never know if she'll come back and we have plenty of other really great content coming. So look forward to talking to you guys later and enjoy the rest of your week. And for more on your job search, make sure to check out letseatgrandma.com. That's where you can find our blog, where we post the podcast show notes and so many more articles that will help you in your job search. You can also check out our resume services if you are interested in getting your resume professionally reworked. And please make sure to show us some love by jumping onto iTunes and leaving us a rating. The support from my fellow warriors will show the world how great this podcast is and help other people in their job search pay it forward. Thanks guys for being true warriors and thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next week.